Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little taller than me. I think that's the only difference. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for joining us this morning. Also in the Beacon, welcome and for watching online. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, come on. Happy New Year, everybody. There we go. <laughs> no, the New Year is here now. And wasn't 2020 quite the year for everybody? Yes, I think I this is the first New Year that I felt like a weight lifted. As soon as the clock stroke midnight, I just feel like everything changed. Everything's good now, right? Anybody else feel that? But really, in reality, nothing's really changed but the number, right? It's 2020 into 2021, but there's still newness in the change. Now, thankfully, God saw us through 2020, and we are hopeful for 2021. Now, this is the time of year that people usually do the New Year's resolutions. Who's already made theirs? Show of hands. Who's proud of, of their New Year's resolutions? Who's already broken them? <laughs> We're like four days in, guys. <laughs> but three, thank you. But this is the time of year when people make those resolutions. And some of them are people want to lose weight, right? This is my buddy, Andy. <laughs> inside joke parks and rec um so some people want to change their appearance completely they or they just want to lose a little bit of weight sometimes people will resolve to do something to their house maybe they want to change it and have an extreme makeover if you like those shows anything on hgtv pretty awesome shows on there some people want to learn a new skill want to learn how to play drums an instrument uh, get a new hobby, get a better job. And all of that is exciting in the newness. But as we make our New Year's resolutions, we should seek God in them to see what he's asking from us for the new year. Now, I'm going to share with you a couple of my New Year's resolutions. But before I do, I just wanted to tell you a little story about how my 2020 went. So I had what I would call a bit of an extreme year. If you were at the last men's breakfast, you kind of heard this story as well. So I'll kind of walk you through my year from January all the way up to December. So January, February were really good. It was 2020 vision, you know, a brand new year. We have big goals. We're going to do things bigger than we ever have. We had plans at work to hire some more people, get some more equipment and do things different than we've ever done before. We had really, really high expectations. We even planned a grand opening event on March 6th. So now some of you came to that and really appreciate it. You supported us. We built a lot of momentum going into that event. And uh, if you guys remember what happened a week later is when all the shutdowns started to happen. So, you know, we meet with the team. Hey, this is what's going on. It looks like things are shutting down. Do we close? Do we stay open? 
And in our business, we're B2B. So if other businesses are closed, we can't operate. We need the other businesses to be functioning in order for us to have a business. So that really took a toll on us. So I went home in March and all the way through probably the last week of April. So we were down for six to eight weeks. Uh, so that takes us to the end of April. We bring everybody back. We're like, hey, it looks like things are opening back up again. Let's start building this momentum yet again. So that takes us April into May. May, we're building momentum, building momentum. Everything's going pretty good. And then first week of June, my wife and I found out we have the coronavirus. So that brings us down for another couple of weeks. All the momentum that we'd built has now been lost. So my experience, I know we've all had kind of different experiences with the virus. So mine, you know how they say guys get really like they turn into babies when they're sick. <laughs> I was 10 times that. I would lay on the living room uh, floor and I'd be balled up. I'd be wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants in the dead middle of summer, by the way. And my now pregnant wife was taking care of me, <laughs> though she also had the virus. <laughs> so <laughs> wives are awesome for that. So that was my experience with that. So that pretty much took us all the way through June, trying to recover from that. July hit. I started to have these weird chest pains. I was wondering what's going on. Is this from the COVID? Is this like, what's going on? Come to find out it was just some bad heartburn. So I was happy about that. <laughs> Too much pizza, apparently. I don't know what it was. August happens. I think I'm out of the park now, right? I've had a pretty rough year. Second half should be good. I end up in the hospital for five days with a staph infection. So I should probably preface it this way. I had never been hospitalized in my life. I had never even had an IV put into my arm. Maybe that makes me a bad person for not giving blood, but <laughs> this was my very first time being in a hospital, being hospitalized. And we're only in August. That takes me into September. I'm recovering from my hospital trip. I go to a routine doctor's appointment, eye doctor. And they do their testing and they say, hey, I think I need to send you to a specialist because your eye looks like it might be progressing. So I have this condition called keratoconus where your, your cornea is shaped like a cone instead of the way it's supposed to be shaped. I don't, I'm not a doctor. So, uh, so they said, let's send you to a specialist. So we went down to a specialist. I get there within five minutes of the doctor looking at my chart. He's like, yeah, it looks like you're going to need a corneal transplant. You're going to need to have eye surgery. What are you doing next week? And I'm like, next week? You just told me I need eye surgery today. I haven't had time to process this. So anyways, we go back. I talk it over with my wife. I'm like, okay, so they want me to have eye surgery. And she's like, all right. What's the recovery time? Six to eight weeks. Okay. When's the baby due? Eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so... I had to make a decision. What do I do? Do I take the chance 
and just do the surgery and hope everything will be okay or just not do it. And we just decided, you know what? It's better to do it now and just hope for the best. Have faith, hope for the best. See, we'll see what happens. So that was October. So spent October into November recovering from that. And then in November, the best thing ever happened. Aww. <laughs> Our little girl was born and everything was fine, right? December was kind of uneventful, which I was super, super glad about. But I tell you all this, not so you can feel sorry for me. I know some of you have had some rough years as well. But I tell you this story just so you can see how God has been working in my life. Now, I wouldn't have been able to get through this extreme year without having some extreme faith. So as we put our New Year's resolutions together, I invite us as a church to add having extreme faith in 2021 to those resolutions. Now, I promise I will tell you a couple of mine. So my first resolution for 2021 is to be more disciplined in everything that I do. That was actually my resolution for 2020. And I didn't do very well, <laughs> had an extreme year, so I lost it, but I'm going to try it again this year. And my second resolution is to have extreme faith in the God that we serve. Our key verse for today's message takes place in Matthew 6, and Jesus is talking to us about having extreme faith and reassuring us not to worry. So I'm going to start at verse 25. You can follow along or it's going to be up here on the screen. So therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the year. They do not soar or reap or store away in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So the title of today's message is Extreme Makeover, Faith Edition. And I'm going to pray and I'll give you your first point. So, Father, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to be here this morning, God, and hear your word. We pray for extreme faith going into 2021. 
I ask that you speak through me this morning. Meet us where we are this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So point number one, you can write this down. Having extreme faith requires us to fully trust God. To fully trust God. Now, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, faith requires trust because we are believing something that we do not see. You've probably heard the term, seeing is believing. But seeing is actually not believing. You don't have to believe if you see it, right? If I look at Matt's shirt, it's a blue shirt. So I don't have to believe that that's a blue shirt. I've already seen it, right? But faith is believing without seeing. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, Paul tells us that we live by faith, not by sight. One of the great faith stories of the Bible takes place in Genesis 22. It's the story of Abraham and his son Isaac. If you're not, uh, not unfamiliar with the story, we're going to read it this morning. Um, it takes place again, Genesis 22. I'm going to start on verse 1, actually. Verses 1 to 13. You can follow along up here as well. So sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Well, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out to the place that God had told him about. Then on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, he said, Father, Yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? The wheels were turning. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son, and the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram. Caught by its horns, he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. Now I love this story because it shows just how obedient Abraham was. 
It shows how much he feared God and how much he had such extreme faith that God knew what he was doing. And sometimes God puts us in situations just to test our faith. He wants to see if we truly practice what we preach and if we fully trust in him. Now, I don't know what Abraham was thinking in his head. I'm sure he had some questions. Hey, God, why are you asking me to slay my own, my one and only son? But even in his moments of doubt and moments of uncertainty, uncertainty, he still had extreme faith. So what does this mean for us? After the year we've had, we need to have extreme faith that God is in control and knows what he's doing. Even if things are happening that don't make sense, God has shown us time and time again that he's making all things work together for our good. So that was your point number one. Having extreme faith requires us to fully trust God. Point number two, you can write this down as well. Having extreme faith requires us to give up control. Give up control. Looking back at our key verse, 25 to 27 of Matthew 6 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are we not more valuable than they? Can any of us, by worrying, add a single hour to our lives? Then I think about how much we worried last year. Who else knew toilet paper was such a commodity? <laughs> Had no idea till 2020. Or when I went to try to get some eggs, make some omelets, and they told me I can only get one carton. What was that about? And here God is saying, look at the birds. They don't store away in barns, but I'm feeding them. If he's feeding them, won't he feed us? Then I think about the thoughts that I had right after my wife and I found out we were pregnant, hearing that news in the midst of a shutdown. Not knowing what's going to happen with the business. Not knowing how we're going to make it out of that deficit. I needed extreme faith. And I needed to give up control. Then I think about how much we worried when we caught the virus. Katie's pregnant. Is that going to hurt the baby? Is anything going to be okay? I needed extreme faith 
and I needed to give up control. Or being in the hospital for five days. How am I going to pay for this? Of course, I was a healthy guy, like I said, up until that point, so didn't have insurance. But up until that point, I started to think to myself, look at the situation I'm in now. How am I going to get out of this? But I needed extreme faith. And I needed to give up control. Or my favorite one, choosing to undergo eye surgery. <laughs> With just enough recovery time before the baby was due. But what if something would have gone wrong? What if I would have gone blind and never got to see the baby? I needed extreme faith. And I needed to give up control. So how can we all have extreme faith? And how can we give up that much control? I'm going to give you a couple of practical ways that we can do that. And the first one is by knowing who God is. And the best way to do that is spending time in the Bible. I urge you to be in your Bibles every single day. <laughs> if you do that, you will get to know him and his character. And that'll make it so much easier to have ex extreme faith in him. If you don't get anything else from this message, be in your Bibles every single day. Number two would be by saying yes to God. Now, a lot of times God is asking us to do things that we say no to because it doesn't make sense to us. So we avoid it. We say no. Sometimes we just ignore it. But I think sometimes we say no because we don't have faith that God knows what he's doing. But God has a plan for each and every one of us, a plan to prosper us and not to harm us. And all we have to do to tap into that is fully trust him and say yes. I'm going to invite Will and Emma to come up as I close. But before I do, I say this. 2020 was definitely a year to remember. It was a year that we learned about ourselves and our need for God. We learned how much we actually need him. But I think going into 2021, we need even more faith than we had in 2020. Because we don't know what's in store. We don't know what, what this year is going to be like. We don't know when this virus is going to end. We don't know a lot of things. But the Bible tells us not to worry. It tells us not to worry about tomorrow because that doesn't even add a single hour to our lives. A single hour. I'm one guy that hates wasting time. And when I read that, I was like, it doesn't add a single hour. So that means you're wasting time when you worry. 
but let's not waste time in 2021. Let's look to God and fully trust him, surrender ourselves and give up control. That's all we can do. And then and only then will we see God's miraculous ways. Extreme faith will get us through 2021. So that was your point number two. Having extreme faith requires us to give up control. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Will. Awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and sing a new song, but in this time, I'm not even going to ask you guys to stand. This song called Sparrows, it's all about thanking God that he's taking care of us. He's looking out for our needs. Just like the birds of the air, everything around us, God is holding us all together. So you're welcome to sing with us as we get into this song. If you you know the melody, you can follow along. But I just want you, you to know like there's freedom to not do that. There's freedom to just pray and thank God for the ways that he has shown up, for the times that he has provided. I think for Tony, like that, there's a lot of things in his year that he could have looked at just one of those and his whole life is a mess. He throws it all away. But he chose to have faith because he could look back at all of the times that God had shown up, all of the times that he had been faithful. So we're going to sing this song. I want you to think about that as we do. Spirit's now worrying about tomorrow with troubles to come. The lily's not thinking about the seasons, the drought or the flood. The tree that's planted by the water isn't phased by the fire. So why should I be? Cause you take good care of me. You take good care of me. You know what I need before I even ask a thing. And you hold me in your hands with a kindness that never ends. I'm carried in your love no matter what the future brings. You take good care of me. Sun's not worrying about the winter, soon it will pass. The light's not thinking about the darkness or the shadow it casts. A heart that's planted in forgiveness doesn't dwell in the past. So why should I be? Cause you take good care of me. You take good care of me And you know what I need before I even ask a thing You hold me in your hands With the kindness that never ends I'm carried in your love No matter what the future brings You take good care of me
Let's thank God for more. your kindness I know there's got to be more but I can't get past your goodness I know there must be more but I can't get past your kindness I know there's got to be more but I can't get past your goodness I know there must be more but I can't get past your kindness I know it's got to be more, but I can't get past your goodness. You take good care of me. You take good care of me. You know what I need before I even ask a thing. You hold me in your hand with the kindness that never ends. Carried in your love, no matter what the future brings. You take good care of me. You take good care of me. You know what I need before I even ask a thing. You hold me in your hand with the kindness that never ends. I'm carried in your love, no matter what the future brings. You take good care of me. So Tony talked about extreme faith. And I'm just asking myself, okay, what does that really look like? And I often think, you know, if we think extreme faith, you put extreme in front of faith, that, well, that means that, that then you can walk on water like Peter did, or then you can part the sea like God, God did through Moses or stuff like that. But I don't, I don't feel it has to be something huge like that. I think extreme faith has a lot to do with also what Tony talked about this morning is giving up control. And it, it's almost humorous if we stop and think about how we're trying to hold on to the worry of this world and fix it ourselves inside our hearts. It doesn't, if you think about it, it doesn't make any sense. And, and Tony hit a chord too. He's like, he likes to be efficient with his time and not waste time. But when we spend time worrying and thinking about all the problems that, how in the world am I going to fix this? We're wasting a lot of time. And, you know, there's, we might think, well, worry, it's not that big of a deal. Well, and it's not in one of the Ten Commandments, don't worry. But Jesus says, do not worry. <laughs> okay. If Jesus says, don't do it, it's wrong. Sin. That's convicting me this morning. Like, oh, how have I been doing that? So I'm going to ask us to just close your eyes. Just close your eyes with me this morning. I want you to picture if you have some worry in your life, if you've been thinking, man, I've really been trying to 
worry my way through life. I think God's telling you to cut it out and say, I've got this. I take care of the sparrows. I take care of the lilies. I can take care of you. And so if you're dealing with some worry in your life this morning, that you know you need to hand it over to Jesus right now, I ask that you would stand and you'd hold it out to him. Thank you. If God is pressing on your heart right now, that, you know, this is something that it's really you're overlooking right now. I need to, you, we need to focus on this. Give me control. Just ask that you'd stand this morning. We're going to pray. <clears throat> One of the ways that Tony said that we can have extreme faith is to say yes to God. So if you feel God right now, oh, why? A part of having extreme faith is to say yes. Say, okay, I'll do this little act for you, God. Anyone else before we pray? closed and you take your hands and you, you hold your hands out and give that worry to Jesus. Release control. Don't hold it in. Don't control it. Release that control to God. We're going to pray for that this morning. God, I ask right now that you would show up. You would take the control away from us. Forgive us for where we have worried. And we're holding on to that worry in good in good thinking, right? We're we're uh, we're worrying positively, right? For about someone's situation, about our situation. But the answer is, God, if we're worrying, we're we're disobeying you, and so we turn that over to you this morning, God. Take it from us, whatever that may be, whether it's sickness, family, health, uh, relationships, jobs, um, economy. Um, work situation, spouse. God, we give that to you. We give it to you this morning, God. You take care of the sparrows. We know you'll take care of us, God. We trust you. Thank you, Jesus. This time I'm going to ask everyone to stand. you so much for being in control of this out of control life of ours God God we thank you for faith even though it seems it may seem strange at times to put our faith in, in the unseen 
But we take that step right now this morning, God, that, that extreme step of faith and put that our faith in you this morning, God. God, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you for Tony's message this morning. I pray that we would take that with us today and utilize it in our lives, God, because we love you. We love you because you first loved us, God. We thank you for that. I ask all these things in your name. Amen. Thanks so much for coming out today. If anyone has anything you'd like prayer for, either stay in your seat or come forward, and we've got a prayer team that's willing to pray for you for anything you have. Anything. Otherwise, thank you so much. You're dismissed. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.